Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 142, and it is Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? Yes, we got uh, a few things to get into tonight. Uh, Carl, you'll be talking about your Comic-Con experience at the Convention Center in Rhode Island. Uh... I'll be getting into some things, some video game talk, uh, some things we've been up to, you know, as per usual. It's, it's going to be a good one, you know. As always. Oh, yeah. And as Carl is sharing the episode all over social media, all over Facebook, I will take the time to plug our sponsor, Studio Regent Headphones. Uh, crystal clear sound quality, 24-hour battery life, Bluetooth capable very fashionable, as you can see, for our Facebook Live users. And you can type in Codex Podcast right. to get 15% off your order. And, of course, free, free shipping, shipping in the U.S. That's yeah, I right. Stole it from- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're taking over the whole thing. I figured I'd just steal this line from you. Yeah, that's fine. That's like, it's, a tr- it's a trade. It's a trade. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Okay, you make sure you get next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so, yeah, you can get into that. And uh, got some uh, got some things to talk about. As for me, I'll get into what I've been up to uh, this past week. Um, well, two weeks, almost two weeks ago, well, actually like a week and a half, I bought Spider-Man for the PS4. And uh, this past weekend, I actually beat Spider-Man 4. <laughs> yes. And... I, I got into that game upon hours upon hours on my Friday and Saturday, like it was a full-time job. <laughs> it was basically two back-to-back work shifts. Um, I, I 100% completed the game. All the uh, collectibles, all the uh, crime side missions, did it all. I fully upgraded Spider-Man to level 50, which is a level cap in the main uh, campaign. And man, I got to tell you, I loved every single minute of it this game like i said before in last episode it was exhilarating it was thrilling and just the the feeling of just swinging through new york city as your friendly neighborhood spider-man is a is a feeling like none other like no other uh superhero yank game and certainly no no, no, nothing like any other spider-man game um without getting into any spoilers um i really liked how the game you know, took the familiar characters like Otto Octavius, Norman Osborn, and others, and remixed them. You know, kind of, kind of gave them more depth in this uh, version of the Spider-Man universe. Um, I really liked what they did with Otto Octavius. Um, even though you obviously, you know, you know him as Doctor Octopus, you you see it coming, but just the journey how it gets there is pretty heartbreaking, and you, and you still feel bad. You know, um, but you understand uh, Otto's motivations definitely, especially when you look at a uh, Norman Osborn who's the uh, mayor of New York City. And it's like, hmm, I, I really like the directions they're taking with him. And potentially it does set up uh, an interesting thread for the sequel. There's a post credit scene, which you'll have to see for yourself if you want to beat the game. But man, I was like, okay, all right. If this is where it's going, where I think it's going, I, th- I think we got some, some interesting, real interesting things in the Spider-Universe. Um, Shannon just chi- just uh, joined us. Uh, welcome to the show, as well as Kyle, the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. 
Um, Shannon says that she just played Spider Man and loved it. Uh, she didn't beat she didn't beat anything. She just jumped off uh, buildings, which you know, as you do in the game, <laughs> it's just as fun to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, if, you, if there's one of the um, one of the uh, uh, skills you can uh, get in the game where you can do flips as as you're leaping off buildings, and you get you get a little bit of experience every time you do that. Actually, you know what? You do realize, you know what? This game has been out for two months now. Yeah, we can spoil this. Everybody's playing Red Dead Redemption Two right now. So, well, well, I guess uh, for for Shannon, she's just playing Spider Man, so uh, I don't want to spoil it for her, you okay. know. But um, I, I I know it's been out for two months, and we we could get into spoilers, but you know, I, I'm I'm just I'm just you know give you give you a little bit of tease, you know. Like I said, interesting developments. Love what they did with Otto Octavius. Um, the ending uh, kind of hit me in the feels. That's all I'm gonna say about that. That's all I'm going to say. Cried, didn't you? I was on the verge. Oh, damn. I was on the verge, but I did not. <laughs> I'll admit, it, it got me a little bit too. Got me a little bit too. Because mm-hmm. I, I can recently relate to it. Yeah. But, no. Not even close to tears. <laughs> but I was just like, damn. Yeah. But, um... Although last week, after last week's episode, I showed Victor a nice little Easter egg mm-hmm. in that in that game. Oh yeah! And uh, pretty much the boy done damn near hit a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a. You can spo- I think you can spoil this. Yeah, I can spoil this Easter egg. It's a really cool one. Um, if you're in the financial district, like in the south end of uh, southern part of the New York City. Um, you can actually come across the Ghostbusters firehouse. Yeah, just like in the, exactly like the one in the movies. And if you go to the back of the firehouse, you can see like a, a big ghost uh, graffiti picture, uh, you know, which, was, which I thought was pretty dope. I'm like, wow, that that's what's up. You know what's crazy? There's still more Easter eggs. Oh, I bet, yeah. Did you find a Lockjaw one? I didn't find a Lockjaw one yet, <sighs> still. Okay, you yeah. 100% it is, so I... I have to like send you a video where it was fine, where I was able to find it because I took a picture of it and posted it. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, man. Also, uh, some of the costumes that you can unlock in the game are are pretty dope. Um, I like the the final the final costume, which is like a like an all black and yellow. I call it the NXT Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that was pretty dope. Um, the punk rock Spider Man was was cool. Yeah, Spider Punk. Yep. Um, there are there are I think there are four or five more costumes that I haven't unlocked yet because I, I need to get more uh, challenge tokens to unlock them. Oh, you didn't do the challenge tokens. Well, I did, but like um, c- like you get more if you like if you complete like bonus objectives, like you like get like hit a twenty hit combo here or there or like oh, wrestling, yeah. like things like, things like that. Um, there is a new game plus mode, so I'm curious if the the tokens that I did get carry over to the new game plus. Because that would make it easier. What do you mean? You're talking about the DLCs? Uh, no, like for the main campaign. Like there's a new game plus where you can actually like uh, restart. You can actually start a new game, but with like your fully updated Spider-Man from your first playthrough. Oh. Okay. So so I'm wondering if like your tokens also carry over to that new playthrough. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Yeah. So uh, so yeah, man. Uh, plenty of plenty of goodness there um like i said i really like what they did, did with the characters and whenever whenever insomniac games decides to put out spider-man 2 i am so there you want to pre-order it 
Guaranteed your copy. Man, you know what? If 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 there's like a steelbook edition or like a like a fancy package edition, I think I'll go for it. <laughs> Within reason though. I'm not the uh, fanciest of packaging. <laughs> you know Vic. Yeah. But uh but yeah, now that I've gotten that game out of the way, I'm I'm gonna let it rest. You know, I'm gonna wait till all the Spider Man DLCs come out. They'll all come out in uh, December. Um I, I do have my eyes set on Red Dead Redemption two. Um that's gonna be a whole lot of game. And I know that I got a whole bunch of uh, major projects to finish for the semester, so can't really get into Red Dead as much as I want once I get it. But it's on the horizon; it's coming soon. I really need to get. I really, really need to get an external hard drive. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing the same. Yeah, it's it's because I hear you, like you said, it's a hundred gigs. Yeah, something like that, like ninety five to a hundred gigs. I say. Yeah. And I know on the Xbox One, yeah, on the Xbox One, it's like two discs. Like there's an installation disc just to put all the data in the in the console. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, I remember back back in like the PS One days where like game certain games were like two or three discs. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Final Fantasy Seven was it was three three it was three. Yep. I think Parasite Eve was three also. Was it three? It was like two or three. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was two discs, if I remember. We came a long way. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. But yeah, uh, but yeah. Besides Spider Man, um, I also stumbled across this really cool uh, YouTube wrestling web series. It's called Behind the Titan Tron um, by WrestleMania. I okay. I did come. I did come across your little video about um, is the U.S. is the Universal Title cursed? Yeah. Um. <laughs> And I think they did one explaining it if Chris Benoit was innocent. Um, really, I, I didn't come across that one. I, I may have to go. I may have to like go back and double check. But mm-hmm. I remember, dude. I remember watching it like one time before. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, uh, WrestleMania is a YouTube channel, and they do have this uh, this excellent YouTube series called Behind the Titantron. Right. And it explores like the darker side of wrestling. Like their latest, their latest episode they uploaded yesterday was the death, the final days of Eddie Guerrero. It's like a thirteen-minute video, which is a uh, which 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 accounted for all of uh, Guerrero's uh, history of drug problems and you know how it all pretty much caught up to him and led to his death. Um, I watched the Brian Pillman one, which was uh, which was which was pretty sad as well. The Loose Cannon, you would like the Loose Cannon documentary that's on the network. Yeah. I remember buying that on DVD. Mm. Yeah, I heard that was really good too. That was very good. Yeah, and um, I uh, and they also have um on behind the time drive they have a they have a three part uh series on the world class championship wrestling and the Von Erich curse, and um and watching that um I don't I don't think there was a curse per se but I would definitely say that their father was a contributing factor like because of the um, the insane amount of pressure he put on his sons to succeed. And like he was kind of like living through them, like Kerry Von Erich and yeah. David, David, who was like seen as like the heir apparent, but then he died. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty sad. I was like, man. Yeah, and Brian just recommend the uh, Owen Hart uh, episode as well. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah. You should actually check out too. Um, well, I li- I just subscribed to uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. So their latest episode was um, Daniel Pewter and the Hardcore Title. Oh, okay. this dude! First of all, yo, shout out, yo! 
Conrad Thompson actually broke down like every single exchange mm-hmm. of the hardcore title. Oh wow. I know like Raven won twenty seven times. <laughs> I mean it was just, it was just so funny. Like one of my most memorable ones was when Gerald Briscoe won it while Crash Holly was asleep. <laughs> like he broke into his hotel room with a referee and all these serious <laughs> and, and Bruce Pritchard was like, well, honestly, like the hardcore title was just like, yeah, hey, let's just give him something to do. Yeah. And it was really entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it was. It just, but at the end of the day, it kind of ran its course. Yeah. And as far as the, the Daniel Pewter portion of it, I was so curious to be like, yo, what was the deal with him, Benoit, Guerrero, Hardcore Holly at, Roy, at the 2001 Royal Rumble? Mm. I heard they messed the, messed them up bad. I showed you the video. They just just up, and you know what it really was. He was like, like what was the? He's like, what was the reasons behind that? Rookie Hazen, Ugh, of course. Like yeah, like you're in the big leagues now, and they lit him up. Mm. I mean, I when I wrestled, I kind it wasn't as brutal, but. I did go through. It was much. It was very lighter. It just. Very lighter, but I did go through some type of hazing. Yeah, and it literally was a prank. It was a prank, mm-hmm. and oh, I laugh at this all the time. And they was like, "Yo, in order to be one of the boys, you have to eat this combination of pineapples and beans, like pork and beans, pork and beans." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like together. Ugh. So it took it took them like. Probably about a good fifteen minutes to convince me to do. It. I'm like, yo, is this really to do it? Did you really have to do it? It's like, yeah, I had to do it. You had to do it. Yada 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 yada. And I'm like, oh god. And this other kid just playing out. He was like, all right, I'll do it. I'm like, wow, he really did it. Hmm. Like he was just eating. He's just eating it like it was nothing. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I guess everybody wanted me to do this. And they, and they they was very light with me. I guess they really liked me already. And it was just like, yo, just just one bite. Mm-hmm. I did it once I seen Dan's head, like, like once I seen him, like, turn and cringe, I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and we all been friends. Most of us have been friends ever since. Mike Canellis actually had a helping hand in that, too, come to think about it. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Mike Canellis made me watch. He made me eat pineapples and beans. Damn. The canned pineapples, by the way. Mm-hmm. Man, that... Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I bet it is. Uh, I just got to say, it's awful. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, Bruce Pritchard, that's on a, that's on the network, right? Mm, they have some episodes on the network. I think he has like five or six. Oh, okay. I think maybe even more than that. But I downloaded I listened to it on iTunes. Okay, cool. Just like us, where you can leave a five-star review. That's right. Five. So yeah, man. Uh, yeah, definitely behind the Titan Tron. I that's I, I that's that's a YouTube series I recommend for wrestling fans, and um and also like with WrestleMania with their um with their, like their regular news uh videos, like they have a they have like a a, a trap trap version of the Undertaker's theme song. Okay. You can, like, and like, you haven't sent it to me. I'm gonna send it to you. You know. You know. Matter of fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to you right now. But like um. But it, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I was like, huh, I think Carl would appreciate this. Cause I actually found the the video with it. But um as I pull it up, 
Um, besides that, uh, not 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 much, not much else. I do have some movies on the horizon that I do want to catch, as well as some comics. But yeah, there was one movie I'm very interested in hearing your thoughts on. I think I told you about it. It's called uh, Damn It's with Steve Carell, and I texted you about it like oh, yesterday. Uh, a beautiful boy. Yes, yes. I'm like that's that's just, it to me. It just looks like a Victor film. It it does look interesting. I might I might want to check that out. Um, and seeing Steve Carell in a serious, in a in a serious role, because yeah. usually like his roles have some type. It is they're more comedic. I know he did. I know Dan in real life was very like serious. Yeah, he he's done a he's done a fair share of serious roles. Like uh, Foxcatcher, he was uh, he was actually nominated for an Oscar for that. Really? Yeah, that was a good movie too. It Get based, it, Michael Scott. Yeah, it was based on a true story too. Uh, this, yeah, this one's based on like a memoir or something. Yeah, um, he also he also has one coming out I think next month. Welcome to Marwin. I think it was based on a documentary. Okay, I saw that on his I saw that on his Wikipedia when I was trying to remember the the title when I text when I texted to you. Yeah, but, uh, but that, that that's Michael. So he he'll I think in everybody's hearts, mostly Office fans, he'll always be Michael Scott. Yeah, well, I mean. He's done a lot more, and of, of course, yeah, the forty-year-old version, <laughs> which is still one of my all-time favorite comedies. It, it has to be. It, it really has to be because it's like, in a way, everybody has, whether you were fifteen, eighteen, forty, everybody kind of went through something similar to that. Oh yeah. In in one way or another. Okay, I just got it. Yep. One so, way or another, we all went through that. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you grabbed Detroit Become Human yet? I was looking at it. <laughs> I was looking at it today, but I was stopped by GameStop before I came here. I was just looking at it and I'm just like, man, I, I was like, I need to I need yeah. something. Yeah, it's I think it's forty bucks right now at Best Buy. Um is I saw that and one copy of a Fire Pro Wrestling World, which I'm still curious about. Um that's also forty bucks. I need to look at some reviews on that one. Yeah, I know. I know that's that's like a, it's like a, a creator wrestlers uh, fans dream. Like you can actually like download a bunch of stuff off their website and download it onto the PS4 version. Dope. Yeah, so you can download like the NXT roster, WWE. Um, they already have New Japan because they're yeah, there's a New Japan. Um, game. You can even download like ring designs, like actual designs for like WWE, NXT. They got the licenses to do that. Well, they're user created. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, so but but that's pretty dope. So it's like the it's like the ultimate wrestling simulator. Yeah, I actually been hearing that too. I've actually been hearing two good things about WWE 2K19. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah uh, shout out to Java Tears Podcast who shouted us out on there with social media, telling you know bringing in followers. Mm-hmm. Greatly appreciated, by the way. But um, yeah, they've been jonesing about it a lot lately. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, like I like I've I've never been gotten into the 2K games for the WWE. We played, yeah. Me and my boys, we played two K fifteen pretty hard body. Mm. Yeah, like, like I know that the gameplay is more simulation based. Yeah, yeah. Which it kind of like eh, I kind of prefer like the more fast paced uh, of uh, the, the of the Aki Corporation games, like the No Mercy, WWE WrestleMania, Revenge. Uh, every time I just every time you just mention the game No Mercy, you just gotta bring a smile to your face. Oh yeah, that's, that's that game still holds up, and that game's. That game's almost twenty years old, man. Is it re- damn? Yeah, it came out in two thousand. Damn, that's old enough to buy cigarettes. Shit. 
It's like a sophomore in college at this point. Eighteen? <laughs> no, at twenty. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah. He's graduating high school. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. Besides that, uh, got, like I said, I got a few other movies on the horizon that I still want to see. Haven't gotten around to yet. Like I am curious about watching The Hate You Give. Heard a lot of good things about that's that. That's that's one I wanted to see too. I still have yet to see Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'm pissed. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm a I'm a wait for the Blu-ray. I'm a wait to rent that one because I heard that like uh, I heard pretty disappointing reviews, unfortunately. But then I have, I've heard good reviews as well. Yeah, like I heard that like like Rami Malek was fantastic, but like the movie was kind of paint by numbers. Like according to most reviews I've come across, I was like, oh, that's too bad. I'll I'll, I'll I'll give it a rent like when it hits Redbox or something. No, I still gotta, I, I still gotta check that out because I yeah. I've been amped to see it since you know since the trailer. Yeah, which is still like one of my favorite tra- favorite movie trailers to ever come out. Yeah, that trailer was re- very very good. Yeah, all of them really. Uh, for like, for, Bo- for Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty so. So, what do you think? Okay, and I know I just read this. On, I just read this to you before we went on air. Yeah, Breaking Bad's getting a movie. Yeah, man, I was I was quite surprised when you said when you mentioned that. Um, I know that said, you said it's going to start uh, Aaron Paul's character Jesse Pinkman. Yes. Yeah, that you know, you know, on the one hand, like given the way the Breaking Bad ended, like with uh, Jesse Pinkman on the run, like actually escaping, um, I'll be curious to see where his character ended up. Um, at the same time, I did like the mystery of you know just letting it go, you know, because um, I don't know, like because Breaking Bad was a show that was like it had no fat on 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 the meat, like every episode mattered. And and it's one of the best finales I've seen in any television show. So mm-hmm. to see the sequel, it it has to come correct. It has to match that level. Yeah. Also, um, you know this this Sunday was um, Andrew Lincoln's last episode of Walking Dead. Oh yeah, I, he- I heard about that. Yeah. I did not watch it at all. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have the TV on while I was at work. Well, you know, it was kind of from what I understand, it's kind of a bait and switch. Because um, Andrew Lincoln signed on for three Walking Dead movies. movies, yeah, like like made for TV, but like, yeah, just three movies following his character. Yeah, so see, now they just you—it's so obvious that they're just milking the shit out of this franchise. Yeah. when it's just when you're just getting dust. Yeah, it's like you're milking the cow, and it's just yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Dusty and Ashley Larry. <laughs> Marcy, son, son what? what? <laughs> but, man. Oh, what I fuck a... up what I think about that character. Yeah. Like, damn man, 15 years later, and I'm still, yo, I just look at a picture of Ashley Larry, and I just bug out laughing. Yeah. But, man, yeah, I think I think maybe, because everyone was expecting, like, Rick Gramps to, like, finally die, in a, die, in a, die off in a blaze of glory. But apparently, um... He's apparently like he survived whatever happened to him in his in his last episode. So I guess I guess Andrew Lincoln probably was like, you know, I want I want to have room to do other things. So, but I still want to be connected to The Walking Dead. So give me some movies. I can so I can do that because it's quicker than committing to a whole TV season. I think maybe that's the reason why. Possibly. I mean, yeah. uh, should I? Dexter should get a movie reboot. Reboot, at least what Kyle says. You know, Dexter. <sighs> I never watched it. Yeah, I would say, well, that not, hey, that's all right, because Dexter lasted eight seasons, 
the first four seasons are the only seasons you need to watch, and the fourth season was the best one out of all of them. And the way the fourth season ended, it should the show should have stopped right there. That was like the perfect way to end it. But then Walking Dead problem, it kept going, and then it made some really stupid decisions about its characters, and the way the show ended, it was like, what? It it, it was it was like the it was like the WWE Raw writers wrote that ending. <laughs> it was so nonsensical, and. T- like for, for to see a, a reboot, okay, maybe if if they reboot the show, then it it would have to be a different version of the character, something that's closer to the books that it's based on. Because I heard that the books were actually darker than the show, which is saying a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, TV you can only do so much as yeah. far as like pushing the envelope. Yeah, even even if it, even if even if it is Showtime, because like I know in the books, Dexter's kids, like I know there's like his stepkids. He teaches them the art of serial killing, basically, and they're still like teens, basically, whatnot. So, murder math, <laughs> yeah, murder math, <laughs> like Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know what murder math really is, right? What is that? Geometry. Geometry. Yeah. Really? Shoot at this angle, this length. Ah, good point. That's all it is. Even just like when you're shooting pool, mm. it's all geometry. That's right. Yeah, Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, but yeah, like if they if they reboot it, make make it darker, just something closer to the books, and maybe definitely a different actor, of course, different everything, and and just have like a set number of seasons, like maybe three seasons, and that's it. That's it. That that's what I would do. But uh, but yeah, uh, Kyle says that he disagrees actually, and that the show the show Dexter was great all around, all the way through, and I felt the ending left the spinoff or restart wide open. The the, the show ended with Dexter becoming a lumberjack, <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. And, and and what's up, Awol? He just joined us on the show as well. And Aaron, that was my Comic Con date, at least for the first half of the day. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Not date date, but it was like she's my friend from work, and we just spent the first day, the oh. first half of the day. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, did you do the sci-fi speed dating? No. <laughs> oh man. But uh, but yeah, man. What else? What have you been up to, man? Okay, Just... before I, before I get into um, my experiences at this year's Comic Con, I uh... oh cosplay. <laughs> okay, um, I've been on I've been on some com- I've been reading a shit ton of comics this week, mm. and I finished making a murderer. Oh, nice. which I say will probably leave you if you're a Stephen Avery supporter. Th- well, let's just say this is gonna it's gonna take an interesting turn. It's like I'm really like feeling for like just the whole family this time. Mm. Okay, that's that sounds even more intriguing. I, I definitely want to start watching the show. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely you should. Okay. You should. You might as well add that to the list of shit Carl told me to watch that That I didn't get to yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. And he's really writing it, not the you just made the list and scribble. <laughs> I but I actually um okay so I started reading the Black Panther versus Deadpool number one okay so I think that's gonna be like a five six five or six issue series uh written by uh, Daniel Kibblesmith and art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz interesting take I mean it's a, you know it, it's interesting I like it 
I'm actually getting ready to. I'm I'm looking forward to the next issue. So basically, how is a brief summary is during a fight against the the wrecker, which Deadpool goes. Geez, no wonder why you're never in any of the movies. Hmm. <laughs> With a name like that, it's almost like the Taser face. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Deadpool actually injures a local mailman, and doctors told him that the only way that he can, uh, the only chance of him surviving, is um. Is do a Stark experiment that actually contains vibranium. Okay. Hmm. So he so Deadpool actually sneaks into Wakanda mm-hmm. just to get an inch of vibranium, but T'Challa is just not having it. Hmm. Well, of, of, of course. I mean, it's Deadpool after all. Yeah. So of course they're gonna be going head to head over this, and I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely like a, a a clash of styles in terms of heroes, Deadpool and Black Panther. Exactly, and then it's just, it, you know, two and two of the biggest like Marvel hits right now. I mean, yeah. one being MCU, the other one being Fox, soon to be, it's soon to be Disney. Well, <laughs> Disney owned. Still under, yeah, Disney owned. So yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. And oh my god, if they actually make a, if Deadpool actually makes like a mention of the merger, I'm like, yo, this is. Five star comic, right? <laughs> so yeah, and then um, one of the comics that I I finally got to this. Uh, one of the comics I got for free, at, well, actually both of them. The comics yeah. I got for free from um, the Marvel True Believers panel that I went to at New York Comic Con was the life of Life of Captain Marvel number one, mm. which is something I I've been wanting to read some Captain Marvel, you know, just so I can get a little more familiar with the character before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's actually written by Margaret Stowe and art by Carlos Pacheco and Marguerite Sauvage. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a much deeper origin story that explores Carol Danvers' childhood and her upbringing. And then she later discovers something about her father that could lead to her becoming Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, um, not really giving too much away, but it's like, her, it, like I'm basically, it's like there's just something more. Mm-hmm. That actually would leave you intrigued and like leave you more curious. Um, I want to say there's probably about two or three issues after that. Okay. Since it came out, so I have to look into that. And I started, so I guess I gotta finish it. Mm. I'll check it out though, because it's like, like I said, I need, I wanna, I want to like get to know the character more before the movie comes out. Yeah. And then also the uh, X Men, X Men Red Annual Number One. That I also got at the True Believers panel, which is written by Tom Taylor and art by Pascal Lexing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's following the events of the Phoenix Resurrection uh, comic series that I reviewed, uh, I want to say like earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean Grey actually explores and begins to adjust to the changes of the world since she since her death, and then she ends up mending her relationships with her daughter with her daughter Rachel in X twenty three. And she also confronts Black Bolt, who was responsible for Scott Summers' death. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And then there's like an interesting like cliffhanger at the end that I can't spoil. Mm-hmm. So, X Men Red, I think I heard they're actually pretty deep too within mm-hmm. that story. So I don't know. I'll definitely check. Um, I'll see how much with these two issues. I'll see how much how far I am behind because I am reading like seven issues like seven story arcs at once right now yeah <laughs> luckily like comic books only take me about a good like 15 minutes to a half hour to get through mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah that's pretty much it as far as like 
you know, comics are cons- uh, comics are concerned. I know the new uh, Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda came up, hmm. came out last week, and the Undertaker um, trade paperback that came out. Oh, okay. Last Wednesday, I tried to Newberry Comics didn't have it. Hmm. Um, Rock Cocos was closed by the time I got there, and I heard Target has it for cheap. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Target, if you're bougie. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna pick it up. Yeah, it's an Undertaker, of course, hmm. and it's a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> I just says car written all over it. Pretty much, yeah. So um other than that, that's pretty much it. And I just got my uh Rhode Island Comic Con experiences. Okay. I wanna get into that before well after we shout we shout out uh studio headphones. Yes. High quality, mm-hmm. affordable, mm-hmm. and fashionable headphones. That's right. And all you got to do is just go to studio.com to get 15% off if you use the promo code Codex Podcast. And as always, it's your turn. Free shipping in the USA. There you go. How you feeling now? Feel good. <laughs> okay. Feel real good. Listen, Vic, the, Vic produces the he produces the show <laughs> and does edits, so he knows firsthand. I use these to DJ. And I will say this. I did DJ a party on Friday. Yeah. And this is how I know. I just remember. I just turned 34. And this is how I know that I'm getting old. I am playing songs from when I was in high school, like Freeway's Flip Side. That was technically after high school. But, mm-hmm. you know, Flip Side by Freeway, mm-hmm. um, Pastor Cavassier by Busta Rhymes, yep. you know, so forth. So a couple of songs from that era. And when I see these kids doing Fortnite dances <laughs> to songs that I hold near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I was very insulted and disgusted at the same time. Oh, yeah. It's a generational thing. The kids it have is. Their fun. I mean, you got to let the kids be kids. Yeah. You know how to do Can you floss? Hell no. Have you ever done the floss? I've tried and I've looked ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's a fun dance. Although Kyle Chapman could actually, he could do the hype a little too well for his grown ass. Hmm. <laughs> Too well. <laughs> Too well, I bet. It's like, just grown ass down. <laughs> oh, and, you know, speaking of Kyle, I did see him post on a... Ah, uh, um, here we go. I, I knew it. I was uh, trying to get... Now, to... I, well, before you get to the Comic-Con experience, real quick, I did see Kyle post mm-hmm. a... What I think is probably the the biggest babyface, non-wrestling babyface promo of the year, cut by Stephen A. Smith. Smith yep. <laughs> when he when he went in on Dallas Cowboys fans, yeah. gave his top five reasons why the Cowboys were just, a, uh, in his an view, accident, a tra- an, an accident. An accident waiting to happen. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, and, and like I said, I'm, me not being an NFL fan, watching it and, and knowing how much you love the Cowboys, when he put the Cowboys fans as the number one reason why Cowboys, what's wrong with the Cowboys, I'm like... He's spitting facts. I mean, because when you think about it, and you can attest to this, Carl, you know, it, when you're when you're loyal to a team, when you're there through the good times and the bad times, no matter what. That's right. That's I mean, right. the the Cowboys have what incentive do the Cowboys have to improve? Because you know, at the end of the day, they know that you're, you're going to be a loyalist, and they ha- they already have your money in their front pocket. So 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 why bother? Just why? like two, just like two thousand and one Patriot fans. Oh yeah, well you know. Well, that's on that train's on that train's that train's running. Hey, well you know, um, I don't know, man. But 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 we know Patriots fans are are terrible human beings. We we know this. But uh, but you know, but you know, Cowboys fans, they're all like you know, 
But you know, you know, if you if you're a real fan, you support a you team through the good times and the bad. Okay, we then boys, do we go into the Super Bowl? Okay, this is where I need to stop. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. Like, you know, it is. You watch too many of them Chisel to Donna's videos. They're, they're funny. They are Not funny. Don't get me wrong. I am thoroughly entertained by them. Okay, and he oh, also, yeah. I think he does like wrestling sometimes too. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, I know he's a big wrestling fan as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you that he is a Steeler fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has been great, and he's got to be like our age. So he has been, his hate for the Cowboys has actually been grandfathered in. Okay. Because the Cowboys and the Steelers back in the 70s had one of the fiercest rivalries in football. Roger Starback versus Terry Bradshaw. Like, those games were like must-watch TV back in the day. Mm -hmm. So that's where that fit. Do I hate the Steelers? Me personally, no. Yeah. But like, but that's where his hatred comes from. I see. Okay, now it makes that's more sense. What, that's why he does those. Okay. He's, that's why he's so quick to attack us. Okay, Okay. now it makes more sense because every time he uses that mocking SpongeBob meme and speaks yeah. in that mocking voice, it's hilarious to me. Yeah, but know. it's more hilarious to you because you know me. Yeah, pretty you much. You know I'm a fan. Yeah, pretty much. But, man. <laughs> okay, I had to read this real quick. <laughs> so Brian says, Kyle, we need we need a sponsor. I want to tag Ryan too, damn it. <laughs> we are sponsored by the Codex Prime <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider UWO a spinoff show? Uh, well, hmm, you know that's, that's a good question. We did we did give them the inspiration to uh to uh to go off on their own. Not to mention, I pretty much put that crew together. In a way, yes, yeah, through Wrestling Fantasy Warfare. No, oh really? Through Codex Prime. Oh, that's right, because of their because uh... we, we were supposed to have one. Basically, everybody that we originally was supposed to have for a wrestling show just couldn't make it. Yeah. So I was like, well, no, no, no. Okay. I, yeah. So I brought, we had Adrian, mm-hmm. and then I brought Brian in, who used to have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So Brian came in, great show. Mm-hmm. So then next thing you know, Adrian couldn't make the show, and we needed a Roman Reigns stand. Mm-hmm. Kyle. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then, Ed, and then Eddie, who's been my one of my best friends since you know high school, his daughter is my goddaughter. I just like, yo, get your ass on the show. And he came through for the Codex 100. Oh, that's right. Yes, he did. He did. First appearance. So then there was just one episode. I'm like, you know what? I'm bringing all these motherfuckers in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus Adrian. Yep. And he, now we have. The wonderful, that's part of my weekly podcast, the UWO. <laughs> he said, damn, we're the replacement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I told the story of how they came to me. Kayfabe has been broken. <laughs> it sure has. <laughs> oh, I am so getting buried all the week for this one. Oh, man. <laughs> and be on the lookout, too. They're going to be on for our Survivor Series episode. Man, I can't wait for that one. Yes. Yes, and NXT TakeOver. Oh, my God. War Games. Oh, my God. Champ, Champa, Velveteen Dream, Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano. Uh, war Games. War Games, baby. Yeah, I was like, you can't, you, <laughs> you got to say War Games with a dusty accent. Oh, yeah, if you will. Two weeks, can't wait. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne. What? Home run. Yeah. Pay-per-view of the year. How yeah. can it not be? How can it not be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it might it might even give, give Wrestle Kingdom a run for its money. You, I don't know. Uh, takeovers are uh, they're on that level. They are. They are on that level. They are. So yeah, let me get on to my uh, Rhode Island Comic Con um, exclusive. Am I exclusive? Shit. <laughs> experience. I'm, I'm reading off my notes. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, my uh, experience. Um, held, it was held at the uh, Providence Civic Center Convention Center. Don't get on the center. Cut you, shut your face. Dunkin' Donuts Center. Shut your face. You're an early millennial. You refer to it as the Providence Civic Center, damn it. It's been 20 years, man. I don't give a damn. You, you sound like old man yelling at Cloud. <laughs> so be it. You're the only one fighting this fight, Carl. I know I am, and I'm okay with that. Listen, there's people who are still in Baltimore that I call the first, Mariners, the first Mariner Arena the Baltimore Civic Center. And it's been 30 years for that one. Well, I mean, maybe more. I mean, it's Baltimore. I love Baltimore. <laughs> I, I love Baltimore. I have family down there. Yeah. yeah. You shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here's my, here's my little Comic Con badge. I had to wear something from it. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. I got to take everything off so you can look at it. Because there's, there's always a different badge every year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Road Warrior, I think. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get to that. Nice. So, um,. So, yeah, it actually, you know, they expanded. So they actually, one thing that they did, and I actually love that they did this, was that they had all the panels in the Omni Hotel. Oh, okay. Wow. that's So there's just much more room mm. for celebrities. And then the upper level was mostly like celebrities and meet and greets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an improve. That sounds like an improvement. That's a huge, was a huge improvement. Yeah. But no matter what, you know, there was, there was still a lot of people there. Especially I went on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of people. Yeah. Regardless, so it's like you know what, but it's still I found it to be more enjoyable. Mm. I found their artist alley was just much more bigger, much more vendors and stuff. Mm. Like shout out to Mink the Seder, she had her own stand. Oh, nice. That's Before awesome. Before she used to just you know. Blend in with all the other cosplays, and I did see some really good ones. You can check that, those up on our social medias. I made sure I posted them on there. Mm-hmm. But, yep, see, even Kyle said he's with me. Civic Center. And Kyle said it. Civic Center. Y'all, y'all old-ass heads, like, get off my lawn, kids. Yeah. Aren't you older than me? Well, by, what, November, two little, slightly over two months? No. Mm-hmm. You're January of 84. I'm October of 84. Oh, okay. You're yeah. a whole damn pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I know how to get with the times. Like, Do you? Dunkin' Donuts Center? Do you? Yes. Do you know how to get with the times? Yes, I do. What kind of phone do you have? I have a Samsung Galaxy S5. Five. We're up to the eight now. I'm waiting for 10. Get 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 to the double digits, and then I can upgrade. Get, you, ha- you have 20 free upgrades already. See, five, 10. Okay? Symmetry. See, you, you you gotta think you gotta think that way, bro. No, you just don't think it. I know sometimes getting rid of a phone getting rid of a phone is actually hard. Like you're excited to get the new one. Yeah. But then you're just like you've grown attached to that phone. Yeah. It's been at your hip for years. And not to mention you didn't start getting smartphones until the Codex Prime podcast started. Pretty much, yeah. Hey, flip phone motherfucker. <laughs> hey man. Hey man, listen, a phone is just a communications device. It's more than that nowadays. Yeah, it's true. You know it's a federal offense if you, if you steal a cell phone now. Is it? Yeah. Wow. They have people's credit card information on it. Oh wow. Yeah. How about that? You learn something new every day. You say Google Times. Listen, man. You know that, especially somebody who watches the news as much as you do. 
Listen, man. I, I just got a lot of. I guess I, I juggle a lot of things in my head. Some things fall Me through too. the cracks. I got mad useless facts in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, one thing. So the first thing I had to do. Samsung is coming with a foldable phone. Mm-hmm. See, but but the first thing I had to do was actually get the Rhode Island Comic Con exclusive, uh, Pennywise Funko Pop. Okay. Now they were actually limited to one per customer, so like when you actually went to go buy it, mm-hmm. they hole punched your uh, your land your badge, mm-hmm. so you can't get another one. Yeah. So uh, shout out to my boy Mike. He um, he he collects the, he collects Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Yo, can you get me one?" All right, I ain't gonna. I don't collect Funko Pops right now. Yeah. Like I don't. Well, I don't. I have no interest on in collecting them. So I was like, "All right, I'll pick it up. I'll pick one up." Mm-hmm. Who cares? So I picked one up for him. Used my badge. So then later on throughout the day, and they're like, "You know, them things are already selling for two hundred and fifty dollars." What? Damn. It's like I said, really? Yo, scalpers were quick. I literally, well, it's a three-day event. I went mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they've probably been on eBay since Friday afternoon. Yeah. So I literally just paid some random kid mm-hmm. who didn't have his badge punched. <laughs> and I just, I just paid him and he got it for me. Really? Yeah, well, there was sixteen, eighteen with an extra two dollars for the um, for the cover. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get mine. I'm definitely gonna get mine with the cover." So yeah, I had the twenty. He's like, "Yo, can you just go right there and pick one up for me?" Mm-hmm. Okay, went grabbed it, and he, the kid had to be about like twelve. No, oh, why, why couldn't you just buy it yourself? It was one per customer. I already bought one for Mike. Oh, you. Dirty. Why is it dirty? Dirty dealing, son. Because you already got one, right? Okay. And then I got... So then I grabbed another... Yeah, so I grabbed another one. I kept one for my friend. And I did one for myself. See, you're part of the problem, man. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I need to make that a shirt. I really need to make that a shirt. <laughs> part of the problem. I just need you to, like, point to the camera, like, one time. And then just... And then that's all I need. And I can make... I can put that shirt together. And sell it on wehavemerch.com. Yes. <laughs> I love plugs. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he was like, here you go. Here you go, mister. I was like, man, change is yours. Mm. 12 years old, $2. Remember when you was 12 years old and you got $2? Yeah, I felt like I was a baller. Exactly. You went <laughs> to that corner store and you lost your shit. Yep. Spending spree, honey buns. <laughs> <laughs> I was more of a fudge round guy myself. Yeah, I mean, Swiss, when in the Swiss rolls going, I loved the little Debbie. Yeah, I was heartbroken when they raised the price to thirty five cents. <laughs> yeah, I barely buy little Debbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like since they once they went up thirty five cents, I was done. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I got yeah, I had to make sure I, I had to make sure I got that. And then I've been going on eBay. I check up on eBay. Like someone even selling them for like three hundred at this point. Wow, dang! I can imagine how much is how much it is now. Yeah, no, it was about three hundred. Like okay. I, I, I check like pretty. I've been checking like periodically since, since Saturday. Wow, man. But yeah, two hundred, two hundred and fifty by Saturday. Hmm. Yeah, they man. started selling them by. They started selling them on. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, I know those people go crazy for those Funko Pops. 
Those collections, those some of those, some of those collections are insane. Oh yeah, dude, I saw that, and then there was this one guy who was literally just—he just had nothing but wrestling autograph Funko Pops. Wow, it's like a whole wall, I bet. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. But it was like he had from—he had like Cody, the Young Bucks, like they were together in one package. Mm. Razor Ramon, like just whole bunch of folk, like all, every single one of them was autographed. Oh wow, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I was just like, I was just looking at him like, oh my god, like I, I wanted that Young Bucks one. Mm. He was selling it for a hundred. He's like, <laughs> I'll work with you. I'm like, I don't spend enough as it is. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I did. Um, I'm bringing that. Wait, not the trip for car as well, burn it. <laughs> so then I ha- I did a couple of meet and greets too. Um, I met Ric Flair, which was probably like one of my top priorities as well. Nice. Met the nature boy. Yeah, and I had to tell him, I was like, listen, my father made, growing up, my father made sure I watched you, Oli, Arn, and Tully. Mm. That's how you really impress him when you take it all the way back to the first incarnation of the Four Horsemen. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, man, thank you very much. Sorry, you couldn't get my name right, though, at first. (laughs) But it was pretty loud, so, you know, Flair's up there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what's your name? I was like, Carl. Mm-hmm. Is it Tom? Carl. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, and then he signed, you know, signed my autograph, picked my uh promo, took the picture, throwing up the four fingers. Mm-hmm. This is in all my glory. Still gotta send that to my father. Man, that's to piss him off. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Maybe one of the greatest of all time. Uh, yeah, I can honestly say that. Not to mention like he almost died this year. Yeah, that's true. Was it this year? No, no, actually, no. I believe it was last year. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, you have to do it. You, you, you had to. Mm. Like I'm still mad that I missed out on Stanley. Yeah. I mean, at least you got to see the man in person at a panel. Yep. Which was very insightful. I remember. Yep. But um, I'll get to panels later. But then I also later on met uh, Tara Strong, who does the voice of um. Harley Quinn and, you know, Batman the Animated Series as well as, like, the uh, Arkham games mm-hmm. and Injustice. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it was so cool. One thing that was so cool for, what was so cool about her is that they were, like, kids in line, mm-hmm. like, waiting to meet her. And there was, like, this one little kid in front of me. He had just completely clue- clueless to who she was. Yep. Then she started talking like Timmy Turner right then and there. <laughs> wow. And he's just like, yo, his face got, he, his face turned red like he couldn't believe it. I was like, yo, that is so cool that they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, another one too that I met, Scott Hall. Uh, the bad guy. Yo, that he was, that, yo, he was cool as hell. Mm. Cool as hell. And then I was like, um, which, so I'm looking at the pictures of what I want to sign. And he's like, yeah, I want the, um, it was the, the promo that I chose was the one, of him and his uh, Hall of Fame speech. Because mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, that symbolizes your journey from where you was 10 years ago mm-hmm. till now. And he's like, yeah, I greatly appreciate it. And I was telling him, like, I watched the uh, the Resurrection of Jake the Snake uh, documentary stuff. Yeah. And he's like, man, let me tell you something. It was like everything that you saw was like genuine. It really was like those cameras like weren't there. Mm. That's yeah. what he was telling me. He's like, all right. What, he had two displays, one Razor, one Scott Hall, mm-hmm. one in his NWO form. He's like, which one? I got to do the NWO form. Mm-hmm. Took two pictures, one just holding up the the Wolfpack, and then one, yeah, 
I too sweet to stop. Nice. Scarf off. That's awesome. And then I t- told him I did it out of pity. I mean, I, I did it to be petty. Because mm-hmm. shout, shout out to my boy, Raymond. So I was like, yo, you are like, you are my best friends all the time, favorite wrestler. All right, tell him I said, what's up? Mm-hmm. I told Raymond that. Raymond's grinned from ear to ear. He's like, thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> nice. Got to live vicariously. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was still, yeah. But something like that was like, cool. I think they had a Wolfpack package too, because Kevin Nash was there. And then, um. And then um, X-Pac was there as well. Mm-hmm. But then what was so funny, too, like in that specific room, DDP was in a whole nother room. He's tall as shit, by the way. Oh, yeah. And then Kevin Nash, well, Kevin Nash right there, they're just, and Ric Flair was in the same room as DDP, and they're just walking back and forth, just like on their breaks, just talking to each other and stuff. Like, I thought it was, I thought that was something that was really cool. And also, like, Tiny Zeus Lister was in the room. <laughs> oh man, Devo. Devo was here, but yo, this was the most funniest shit ever. Cause like, whenever like a little kid would walk by, he would just like, like he won't even be thinking about it. Like they'll just look at him. He's like, "What you looking at, bro? Like he'll just go in complete Devo mode. He's like, "I'm taking that chain." And I'm just like, scared the shit out of me because it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like laughing. Hysterically, and I'm just like, oh my god, like I'm just mad. I met so I met so many people as it is already. Mm. And I was like, I, I was like, I can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it was hilarious. And then another funny thing about him was he was raffling off a bike. Oh, the same type of bike, what? just different color. The same bike, mm-hmm. the beach cruiser from the first Friday. Wow, that's all. That is awesome. I was just like. <laughs> That's my bike, punk. I had to do. I had to run away from it, doing running away like red. <laughs> you gonna cry in the car? <laughs> oh man! And then also shout out to all the members from the um, wrestling fantasy warfare mm-hmm. wrestling page. Myself, shout out to Page. I like to call him Pedro in the building, Alvarez. Because mm-hmm. no matter what, he's in the building. Right. Uh, <laughs> Lou Fabrizio and Steve. We met the one and only <laughs> James Ellsworth and took a picture with him. Oh man. Now I gotta know, like, did you did y'all tell him about Wrestling Fantasy Warfare, his beef we with did. Adrian Pr- Page? We did, like he, Adrian Price. Right? Adrian Price, <laughs> right, right. Well, we told we told he was like, Yeah, where is so you know, we brought it up and mm-hmm. we just all started laughing. He was like, Yeah, where is Adrian? He's like, Yeah, Adrian could make it, he's nursing a you know, nursing a bum leg and all that. He's like, Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, we gotta get a we gotta get a picture of you. It was just a whole big laugh. Mm. He's cool as fuck, and he was eating like a shit ton of Oreos. <laughs> Now, did 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 you guys ask him how he and and Grande linked up? You know what? No, Dang. I'm pretty sure Grande paid. <laughs> nah, because I I, I want to know. You gotta ask Grande for that one. Yeah, but he's not telling. <laughs> I guess some things have well, to be. Well, you mystery. actually prefer you actually reached out and asked him. Well, no, like because like I know like we all try to ask him like through the uh, posts on Wrestling Fantasy Warfare, and he's always been coy about it. So I'm pretty sure that he's gonna keep it a mystery. So I'm like, all right, well, so I guess some things have to remain unknown, I guess. Okay, and then according to Kyle, Velveteen Dream and Lars is putting on a clinic right now. Yes, the dream. No, you ain't got the glasses on. You don't got the head wrap on. No, the dream doesn't need those things. 
<laughs> and shout out to Jorge watching from the Party Nerds, y'all. That's my guy right there. Hey, what's up, man? So then, um, then it was my second time. Gee, I'm only on the meet and greets. I did a lot. Saturday, I was tired as shit. Yeah, man, you jam packed that day. You made the most of it. Listen, it was a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> For the second time, I met Rob Layfield, uh, creator of Deadpool. Yep. And I have to say that is probably one of the most. You know, if you're judging a book by its cover, mm-hmm. he looks like a huge ass introvert. Yeah. Complete opposite. Like, he is, like, so enthusiastic just to meet and greet and talk with his fans. Mm -hmm. And what was funny, too, so I was waiting in line for him. Like, I wanted to, like, try to get the, you know, all I needed was a picture. He signed a Deadpool comic for me at New York Comic Con. Mm -hmm. So I'm waiting in line, and his assistant, Dave, David, he just looked at me, and I had my Codex shirt. Like, how I always, you know, how I always wear to the cons. Mm -hmm. So he looks at me, and he's like, was you here yesterday? I remember you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? I was at New York. And he goes, that's right. And I was like, I was short. And then you let me just go to the ATM right then and there and stuff. You didn't, I didn't have to re- go back in line and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we just started talking. And then he's like, oh, man, aunt, talking about New York Comic Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, like everything that he's been doing. You know, he's been how he's been traveling with Rob yeah. all year and stuff. And he's like, damn, this is the last one this year. And I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. And then, but he was just telling me, I was like, yeah, I've been trying to get press passes and all, you know, for the cons and stuff. And he just started giving up me just like tons of vital information to like help our Comic Con experiences get, e- get easier and stuff. So I'm yeah. going to have to share those with you offline. Okay. <laughs> when we go off the air, hopefully it can, t- can kind of convince you to start going back into Comic Cons. Them, them joints is worth it. Those, those are generally fun, mm. especially if you're into like nerd culture. Mm-hmm. Generally fun. So then, like, yeah, we I was talking with Rob. He's like, "Yo, you was at New York Comic Con. You got two great shows in a month span." I'm like, yeah, it's costly though. He's like, "Yeah, I understand this stuff." So we took the picture, and of course, whenever he see, and I think it's, you know what it is whenever he sees somebody cosplaying as Deadpool, mm-hmm. he will stop and take a he takes pictures with him in his own camera. Oh wow! Posts them. Mm. Okay, I posted the picture up. Of us, you know, of me with Rob, he mm-hmm. retweets it. Oh, that's pretty dope. Like he likes it. He loves interacting with his fans, mm. and I appreciate that more. And I'm saying to myself, like, yeah, I need to get some stuff CGC. Mm. Now I don't know if everybody was familiar with um, the concept of CGC, but it's a gar- it's a certified guarantee company, which where they like rate your um, comics and also in other collectibles and stuff, and make sure you know. And they're like authentic, mm-hmm. you know, authenticize them really. And when you do that, they're worth more. Mm-hmm. So you and you can get those done like right at Comic Cons and stuff. Like Rob Layfield does. He had somebody. You have to have somebody who's a CGC um, certifier mm-hmm. be right there just to witness him, like autograph and basically certify it. Okay. So, so I'm sitting there like, you know what? And I'm seeing like people. And shout out to um, Pete. He was in the line with me. He's actually, um, this is funny. He had the VIP ticket. And he saw me in line. Mm-hmm. And then when you're a VIP, you kind of get to like cut. Yeah. Not mad at it. You paid that extra money. Shit. Mm-hmm. If I pay that extra money, I'm cutting in line too. Oh, yeah. So he was like, Carl, Codex. I listened and I'm just like, the gold surfer on Twitter. And I took a picture with him because 
I'm always happy to meet our supporters. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and he was getting some comics certain CGC. So I was like, you know what? I need to get some stuff CGC. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, let me go on eBay, see if I can get like a new Mutants 87. Found one. Excuse me, like an original one for, you know, even a reprint. Mm-hmm. Decent price. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put that on my eBay watch list. Yep. So I'm like, let me see. Let me go for uh, New Mutants 97. The f- well, the first one was the first appearance of Cable, first appearance of um, Deadpool. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> Every yeah. single one that was on eBay was CGC certified. Mm-hmm. And they were, none of them was less than 100 bucks. Mm. The most I saw was like 1000 Yeah, man. It's first issues, man. So then I was like, damn. But then I'm like, this was later on when I got home. So I'm like, oh, snap. I need to check if this comic I got that I've had since I was like seven. Mm-hmm. I had to see if it was see if it's Layfield. Went home, went through my entire collection, which is, now I notice a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boom, it was all the way at the bottom, flat, still in perfect condition. X Force number one, drawn by Rob Layfield. Nice. I said, "Yep, this is it." Mm-hmm. That's my next CGC, and I still probably want to try to get a new mutants and uh, those new mutants issues and stuff because he had some available right there. They were reprints, of course, mm-hmm. but like he had some right there, and they would like because they will be at Layfield exclusives. So they would be even worth more. Because mm-hmm. then he'll like sign them for you right then and there. He'll autograph them right then and there and stuff. You can take a picture of him signing it just to, you know, further like show that it's authentic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm getting those done, hands down. So then, then so um, of course, I bought a couple of uh, comics as well. I had to make sure I copped the second Road Warrior comic. Oh, okay. Finally, that's out. Yeah, no, I was highly upset about that. But and um, it's actually uh, written by uh, Jenny Wood, who's a local artist. And another one thing I was pissed off about was because I have her comic Flutter, and I knew that she was gonna be there. So I was like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta meet her just so I can get this, just so I can get the sign. And I wanted to have her on the show. Mm-hmm. So then I'm walking, and I just completely forgot it. Completely forgot it. And I'm just like, I walked by her and she had the flutter um, banner and everything. And I'm just like, damn it. Walked up to her and I said, listen, I wanted to meet you. I have a copy of Flutter. I loved it. And I was going to have you sign it. And she was like, oh, that's too bad. But, you know, we talked about our connection with um, Reagan. She said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing a, sign- a signing over there. We exchange business cards and pleasantries. So, yeah, be on the lookout of Jenny Wood being on the Codex Prime podcast. Nice. So yeah, but the also the art is also by uh, Nate Lovett. This is back to the real world. By Nate Lovett, Alex Cormac, Chris Cam- Chris Campana, and Ian Chase Nichols, all local artists. And it's a it's a small little episodic story saying that the real warrior is now a local hero and celebrity, judging from the first issue. And um the and while she's dealing with her newfound fame, the city of Providence actually disappears, and it's up to her to save the city. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, a little simple story, but it was like it was just cool to see like the Biltmore, uh, Federal Hill that goes through a huge blackout, City Hall, the train station downtown. Like it's just cool to see my my hometown in a comic book. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's pretty dope. So, yeah, I'm going to try to get that. I plan on going to Rhode Island Comic Con every year, so I'm going to try to get every single issue I can possible. So then later on then later on in the day, I'm actually going drawing closer to the end, mm-hmm. I uh, go to the Deadpool panel that they had. Okay. Okay, which featured uh, Rob Layfield, Marina Baccarin, Stefan Kapichik. Yeah. I'm sorry if I mispronounced <laughs> it. And it was actually hosted by actress uh, Claire Kramer. Claire okay. Kramer, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And that was just in, once again, like, his, enthu- Rob Layfield's enthusiasm was just, like in the way he was interacting with the fans, I actually managed to get up and ask him a que- ask him a couple of questions. I tried to sneak in a two part question. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the first one was how much um, influence did he have in casting, in casting you know the Deadpool movie since those were his create since they were those characters were his creations. Yeah, he's like zero. Mm-hmm. He's like, why would I like interrupt? Why would I like intervene in something that he feels was already perfect? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the second pe- the second question was um, that I had for him was, uh, do you see any more of your properties um, coming to the uh, coming to the big screen? Mm-hmm. And he was like, people. He said people have been. I mean, studios have been buying them, but it's all about pushing that button mm-hmm. and actually getting them done. Yeah. But he's like, but as of right now, I'm. I. I'm, he's just on the Deadpool wave. Mm. You know what I mean? And, you know, he was telling the story about, you know, how, like, Ryan, how Ryan was such an advocate for getting this movie done and getting it made the right way and how mm. Fox was so, like, hesitant and stuff. And like I said, it took them 14 years to make it. Mm. Yeah. And so, even though he did say he was pretty, he was cool with, he was cool with how he was portrayed in, um... Oh, X-Men yeah, Origins. X-Men Origins, but yeah. it's like, this is where like this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yo, it's perfect. And he's basically saying, like, even though there's somewhat a diff- somewhat of a difference between Deadpool and the comics and Deadpool in the movies theater, he's like, Ryan took that cam- character, made it what it was, and it was just perfect. Like, he's just 100% completely happy with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And he That's was cool. like, yeah, and he was telling us a funny story how, like, he has teenage kids who couldn't even go see his movie. <laughs> of course. So his kids are like 18, 15, I think 13, he said. Mm-hmm. I possibly could get it wrong, but yeah, but that was an actual, that was a very enjoyable panel. Um, mm. so I know one of, the char- one of the questions that they asked Stefan was, um, which other character would you like to portray? Which other character would you like to portray? Because remember, first of all, his Colossus voice, that's his real voice. Mm-hmm. Like, he really talks like that. Because one of the things I went in, I was like, does he really talk like that? Does he really talk like that? Yes, he really talks like that. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he was, um, he said he would be actually, because he can actually technically play, in it. he can play another character. Yeah, he could. Because yep. it's not him. Mm-hmm. He and, just does the voice. Yeah. Yep. I, and I think the motion too as well. Mm-hmm. He said Craven the Hunter. I would like. I'd really I could see, see you can see it now, right? Yeah, I can. I would really love to see that actually. I, I think he can nail. It. He can definitely nail it. Yeah. And then Morena background, who's beautiful, of course. I yeah, I had it. I got. Some, I was thirsting a little bit. Oh yeah, of course, as you do. Hey, it's all in the spirit of fun. <laughs> but yeah, but she was. You know, she was actually awesome as well. It was just like because you know now. 
because I know somebody asked her, like, now that, you know, the timeline's a little switched because of the end of Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. um, where do you see, um, where do you see Vanessa's characters going? She said she's not sure she would like to portray when Vanessa becomes copycat. Mm-hmm. And then also she was like, oh, and then they asked her, like, how did she feel when she, what were her feelings when she found out that she was going to get killed off so early in the movie? Mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't get a script till like, a couple of days before we was getting ready to shoot. <laughs> and then Ryan told and she was like, Ryan told me, just keep reading page, past page 15. <laughs> and she was like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? But then she later on, well, as she read the script, she later on realized that there was more depth into her character, mm-hmm. even though the character was killed off like within the first like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, but that was a very interesting, very, very enjoyable entertaining uh, panel. I wanted to try to get into the office one, but that was packed. Oh, man. Yeah, but it was only two characters in the show, from the show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Kate Flannery, who played um, Meredith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like Meredith's character. She's just like a... Prom- she's like promiscuous, alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's like hilarious. And Cree Bratton, who plays Cree Bratton. Okay. Yeah, he plays a completely like messed up version of himself on the show. Oh, <laughs> on the show. But yeah, the the line was like packed. Mm. Like they was already like at capacity. He said, "Well, this is just this is just VIP. Now you can go ahead and get in that line, mm-hmm. and maybe you get a shot." <laughs> then I looked at the time and realized that the Deadpool panel was going on at the same time. So I was like, "All right, let me just go into Deadpool," and I made it into Deadpool, and it was just. I was happy regardless. Yeah. So then one of the last things I picked up was um, I actually inter- I interacted with... Um, he's not a local artist. He's from New York. Mm-hmm. But, wait. He was black. He was black. So I wanted mm-hmm. to support like black-owned businesses because in us we trust. Yep. And I, like I picked up... Um, he was actually convincing about his comic that he created. Mm-hmm. So it's called Okamus. Okay. Okay, now reading this comic, uh, first of all, the artwork is amazing that he's done. His name is, yeah, TJ Sterling. Mm-hmm. And I got that Book of Eli feel. It's kind of like Book of Eli meets X Men. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, about, you know, it's about a futuristic, it's in, set in a post apocalyptic world. And um, I read, I, I just got issue zero. And um, the main character was named Kale. He um he ends up gaining these superpowers, but yet he he doesn't know where he how he got them. Mm-hmm. So he's he's start he's he's starting he's on his journey of just to finding out about this truth about the truth about his past and how he got his comet. I mean, got his comics, got his powers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, I'm actually looking forward. I got on the mailing list, so I'm looking forward to. It. I actually would like to read that more often. And of course, we exchange pleasantries, business cards, and he actually would like to be on the Cortex Prime podcast in the near future as well. Right on. So, yeah, I've been busy, not to mention all the cosplayers I met. Uh, shout out to um, Jai. He was cosplaying as he was a little Spider-Man. He was cosplaying with his family, mm-hmm. and it was actually his birthday. Yeah. Okay. So we took pictures. Of, so we took pictures of him. He was wishing him a happy birthday. He just turned like. And he was just like in full blown character too. And his father reached up to us on his Instagram. He said, "Listen, you guys, 
made his birthday. He was so amped about that. So um, I was ha- I was happy to do that for him. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, ended on a very tired and busy night. Went to my little cousin's birthday parties after her. So happy birthday, David and Brennana. Mm-hmm. So cool, um, cool, cool. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah, quite the rundown there, man. Definitely made the most of uh, the 2018 experience at Rhode Island Comic Con. One day at that, too. Yeah, one day, yeah. So you'll definitely show up for it next year? Yeah, it's an every year thing for me yeah. now. And, and would you say, like, the, the crowds were better this time around? Like, in terms of, like, not shoulder to shoulder like it was, like, last year? Right. Yeah, because, you know, there was more, you know, there was, it was more expanded. Okay. You know, because, like, the whole third, top floor yeah. was mostly, like, select, you know, where you could meet celebrities. They still had some in the Civic Center as well, and they utilized more of the Civic Center. So, it's expanding. Okay. So, I mean... It's still going to be packed. There's still going to be a lot of people going because people have fun the previous year, so more people are going to go. It'll still be packed, but it's still doable. Okay. Cool. That's good to hear. Yeah. So um, that's all I got. All right. Yeah, man. I got nothing else on my end. All right. So maybe we can move on to question of the week. Sure. So last week's question of the week were what are some what are some of your favorite podcasts? Um, I know I said like a handful. I remember yours was Solid Monster Sounds Off. Yep. And you know I mentioned Brilliant Idiots. Another one I wanted to shout out to was the comic the Comics Pals. I met them over at New York uh, Comic Con. And also shout outs to the Needless to Say podcast. Mm, okay. Yeah, I met them. They're, you know, local guys, too. And um, they basically said, get your ass on our show, and we will get on yours as well <laughs> ASAP. So um, I'm looking for it. We're going to make that happen. Okay. So um, here's what the, here's what on our Facebook, I don't think anybody commented on the Instagram, but um, here's a response on our Facebook. Kyle Chapman Sr. says, I like those three UWO guys. <laughs> yeah. So then, Eddie said, Eddie Ortiz says, agree with Kyle Chapman Sr. <laughs> agree with Kyle. Something about this podcast, it may be new, but these guys are on the rise. That's my unbiased opinion. <laughs> so then, Brian Lope says, what Eddie Ortiz says, he goes, but I like Codex Prime. Bust it open. And then he goes, bust it open radio. Talk is Jericho. JD from NY206 and Steven Larson. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, of course, yeah. You got to plug. So, this week's question of the week. What is your favorite buddy comedy? Oh, that's a that's a good one, buddy comedy. Err, um, I'm gonna have to take a moment to really think about that one. Uh, do you have any answers for that? Yeah, you can't just pick one. Um, so I would say in recent recent memory, you can't go wrong with the other guys. Oh, I I like I love the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to. <laughs> I told you to. Dirty Mike and the, the boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
the water. Jersey Boys is coming to town. I'm just like, I, I hit up Tyrell. I was like, yo, we got to go see Jersey Boys. Then after, we got to get the water. Yeah. <laughs> just got to get the water. I'm looking forward to having the water. Mm-hmm. And Bad Boys too. Okay. Bad Boys too. You know, you know, the first Bad Boys is still enjoyable. As oh, well. definitely. Definitely. I just really connected more with Bad Boys. I was more older and I was able to like understand it. Mm-hmm. The first time around, whereas like Bad Boys, the first one, I was a kid, liked it. Martin, Fresh Prince, and movie together, yeah, shooting guns. Oh yeah, couldn't go wrong with that when you're like ten, twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Now I under, as I grew older, I'm like, yeah, this this movie is the shit. Oh, still yeah. holds up today. Oh yeah, it's like uh... Bad Boys Two still holds up today. And just announced this week, it's official. It's official. What? Bad Boys 3. Really? That's official now? It's official. Wow. Went on Will Smith's Instagram. Will Smith's Instagram is pretty good. Mm. Okay. It, you sound very... You don't sound too enthusiastic about it. I mean, like, I know, like, bad... The, 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 it was, like, going back and forth through developmental hell. Yeah. And then it was, at one point it was called Bad Boys for, for Life. Life, yeah. I think they're still going to go with that. Yeah. But I think, like, as a surtitle... Like mm-hmm. a second title will be called Bad Boys Three. Okay, is Michael Bay directing it? That I don't know. Mm. Okay, because I, I will say like the Bad Boys films. I mean, even 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 a Broken Clock is right twice a day. I mean, so he yeah. was did did well in those. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's Michael Bay's greatest achievements. Possibly that, and maybe The Rock. Oh yeah, I remember that with Sean Connery, right? Yeah, Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to do it. I think, like with my Snapchat, I always wanted to do the slow motion spin around thing that Michael Bay does in every movie. Yeah, <laughs> but you gotta do. You just kind of have to do it. Mm-hmm. Shit just got real. real. <laughs> Reggie. Oh man. Uh, favorite buddy comedy. Um, I'm have to go with a classic here. It's one of my all time favorite movies. Some like it hot. That's what she said. <laughs> With uh, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, and Marilyn Monroe. Okay. That's a, that's that is a classic. One of the funny funniest comedies of all time. Uh, Thelma and Louise. Really? Yeah, I I love that movie. Like Gina Davis, Susan Sarandon. Like that movie was actually kind of hilarious in parts. Why am I not surprised that you haven't chose Lethal Weapon yet? You know, okay, believe it or not. I've seen Lethal Weapon only once, and this was like when I was like maybe eight, nine years old. Okay, I, so you have to see it again. Yeah, because I barely remember it. Yeah, just like how I was in Star Wars, but y'all <laughs> straight up crucified me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this was this, this was during the the hype of a uh, uh, Force Awakens when it yeah. came out. So it's like, what are you doing? Just haven't had the chance to watch it. But then you let me borrow your set. Mm-hmm. And now I have the despecialized editions on my computer. Yes. Yep. The the way the way God intended <laughs> the sh- the series to be watched. And there was there was another. One. Oh my God! What was the... oh, okay, I'm drawing a blank right now. Eddie Murphy and um. Is it Forty Eight Hours? Thank you. Yeah, with uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Okay, yeah. it was Nick Nolte. Yeah. Mostly, honestly, my most memorable scene in that movie was when Eddie Murphy's sitting in the jail cell and he's singing Roxanne. <laughs> oh man, like, like I, I barely remember. Believe it, I barely remember Forty Hours because I've seen that one. Yeah, like, we years. were kids. Yeah, yeah, we were kids. So many. We revisited a lot of these. 
Yeah. But man, yeah, that's, that's a good that's a good one. Uh buddy buddy comedy. So uh whatever your favorite one is, you know, drop us a line at Beyond. Yep, Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. Beyond the social media is within a day or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Google Play. And s- I mentioned SoundCloud, right? Did you I- did. Yes, I did. SoundCloud. Oh, and of course, Facebook Live. You know, that's where we're, that's where we're at every week. Drop us a five-star review on iTunes as well. There you go. Yeah. Anything else? Make sure you pick up uh, some T-shirts at wehavemerch.com. Mm-hmm. Give a shout out to our sponsors, Studio Headphones. Yep. For crystal clear quality sound. Mm-hmm. Affordable and stylish. That's right. All you gotta do is go to studio.com and use the promo code Codex Podcast to get 15% off of your purchase. And as always, free shipping in the USA. I give you two. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, man, uh, we're about to get up on out of here. So as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, catch us next Wednesday. More hot nerd goodness for coming at you. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.